Aaron here with a very important message. The views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the official policy or position of the host employers. Any content provided by our hosts is their opinion and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, entity, individual, or anyone or anything. Thank you and enjoy the show. Three, two, one, mark. There will be no shelter here. The front line is everywhere. And that goes out to uh, our female audience, which I think is like 65%. So Thank almost you, everybody, this one's for you. All of our moms and a few, few lovely ladies listen to us. Uh, you guys are on the attack from every front. And now that it used to be just a threat, now it's the law of the land for... Uh, go. It's it will be soon. Twenty six out of the, the state. Right? So, it's not the law of the land. Is the point right? It's not a full on ban. It it it's yeah. It's not the law of the land anymore. Essentially, it's do going you have a southern friends or or maybe friends period that would say, Aaron, Cody, JM, they're just saying it's up to the states to make their own law. Well, and you're yeah, like you okay. See that. Well, no, what you see that makes it worse is still like it's back to the people. Like, no, it's not to the people. It's to your state. And those those people you elect to the state level don't have to do dick that you don't want them to do. There is no power to the people. There's no direct democracy in this fucking country. And that's, you know, that's by design. I get all that. But let's not say stupid shit like it goes back to the people. It goes to your state. And if you live in a state like Texas and a whole lot of other states, it's predisposed to shit I, in the bed. I think I know what the right wing majority Gestapo would call themselves. The Boogaloo's. Yeah. Yeah. This okay. is a nah, man. I, I'm making I'm making um wide brush statements about it, but man, I I couldn't be more disappointed with the news this last week. This is more. About I can't like wait to get to the part where we talk about like the good news, but um. Well, Boy. let's just start off with how our week went, and then we can get into all this shit. Do you want to yeah. do your thing? Aaron? I do want to take a. I want to take a brief pause to acknowledge that it's it's raining outside for the first time in six weeks. Oh, congratulations! Nice. This is. I might I might leave early and just like do angels in the driveway. We got which r- is the sequel to Angels in the Outfield. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Back when they just were the Los call Angels, me Anaheim, Al. Right? Or the, 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 bu- the budget just really got cut for the sequel, the so California it's just the driveway. Angels. It's pickup basketball. I think they were the California right. Angels back then, right? No, nah, it was Anaheim's. The Anaheim Angels, yeah. Yeah, they're the California Angels now. <laughs> no, they're the Los Angeles Well, that, Angels that would be Anaheim. our yeah, resident baseball uh, historian yeah, yeah, weighing in right Angels. there. So they were the California yeah, Angels, yeah. then they became the An- Anaheim Angels, and now they're the Los yeah. Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I'll just go ahead for- and I'll, I'll open up and say, like, this last week has been personally really, really stinking cool. Um, I think I'm finally in a place First where, 
Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, but um, Maddie bought a bicycle that she can ride on gravel and on um, and on the road. So she has a really kick-ass, like, aluminum-framed gravel bike, super kick-ass. Um, I think we might take the bikes out tomorrow. Uh, we got That's back awesome. from Chelan, uh, which is... Big time wine country around here. I'm glad you Think finally pronounced it because I was pronouncing it Chellin in my head the whole time. I was like straight doing a Cody where I'm like, uh, this is how I think it's pronounced. Heirloom. And so I just did whatever I wanted. Yeah, like Bexar. Bexar. I'm gonna start a I'm gonna start an Instagram page called Heirlooms and Hair Lips. Hey. <laughs> it's just about like really wealthy people with hair lips. I like it. So Shelling. yeah, we got back from uh, Chelan. Chelan. We did a. Uh, well, I think even if I didn't know <laughs> that it was called Chelan, I probably would have called it Chelan anyway. It's like one of those phonics things. I don't know. It looked like Chelan. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I don't fucking know. C H E L A N. I'm I'm sure that one of my better hosts here will post a poll any second now. Wink, wink. How to pronounce it, but. You heard it here first. It's Chelan. So we went out to Lake Chelan, uh, did some wine tasting. Uh, uh, my buddy and I, we did a, a a pretty good bike ride. The first thing that we did out the gate was a 1,300-foot climb. That sounds, we, uh, that sounds awful. It was terrible, God. dude. Yeah. How, we, how do you do the rest of the ride after that? I, well, I had to stop him every 45 minutes and be like, I need something to eat now. I need energy, sugar, something to give me strength. And I did pretty good, all things considered. I, like, So how do you shake the lactic acid on something like that? You can't. You like so, For me, like, I would Im- my legs would immediately go stiff. So how do you do that? Uh, so, Training? So you're not doing... As an example, you're not doing leg presses with 300 pounds constantly. You're doing, you're just moving your legs, um, and you just have to keep spinning. And if if you're strong enough, you can maintain a cadence through the climb. It's all about which, just which like gear would you use? The granny that? gear. The biggest one you have in the back and the smallest one you have in the front. And just hope that you have enough uh, stamina to just uh, move uh, like an Energizer bunny and not lose a step. We got so to I think one one episode. I know. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I keep re- but I'm, I'm really interested. Ask in your question. So I think one episode I would like. You just explained to me how to use the other handles things. Like you got the gear switch, but then there's the other switch on the on the left hand. I don't know what that does. Uh, so it does it, something with the cassette, right? Like it tightens it or loosens it. Cassette is in the back. Yeah. Uh, chain ring in the front. With your chain ring, um, if you're climbing, you want your small one in the front and your biggest one in the back. Oh, I don't know so exactly how that works. Do the front. Excuse me. I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you a picture of my bike, and then we'll talk off air. <laughs> yeah, basically, like it provides enough gear ratio that you can 
give the bicycle torque and just move uphill. When you're in what I would consider to be perfect conditions, you would be in the biggest uh, chain ring in the front. You know, it's it's, uh, bigger than a, a Denny's pancake. And in the back, you would use the one that is as close to a quarter. You know, your smallest. Just the like the reference. The the Denny's pancake. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So, did you miss the reference? Let me reframe this. No, Uh, no, I got it. Is about the size of a waffle. I got it. Like I got it. I just (laughs) out of nowhere. Like the reference size was great. Yeah, because typically they would just describe that as like the size of someone's nipples. Those those Denny saucer plates over there. Uh, Say the name of the town one more time. Chelan. 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 Chillin. Chelan. Yeah, we went out there Friday night. Uh, Andrew and I got up at six in the on Saturday. Um, We were done with breakfast by six forty-five, and we were cycling by seven. He takes me through downtown Chelan. And we're going through the burbs, and we immediately start going uphill. Okay, that's fine. But it was uh, switchbacks in the burbs for like thirty minutes, dude. It was I. It was a really intense, really fun workout. Uh, I was lucky that I had Andrew with me because I I didn't bring nearly enough food, and there were little to no stops within the first 30 miles of the whole movement. Um, after that, th- there were gas stations and, and coffee shops and stuff, which is fine. Um, but at that rate, you're just, you're kind of kidding yourself. Like you've already burned yourself out. You've already bonked. Um, and I've talked to many friends of mine that have done either selection courses or um, ultra endurance um style workouts and and the craziest thing about all of these things is managing nutrition managing nutrition when you're working out is the toughest thing and i think i i don't know why it blows my mind but when you start to look at the whole grand scheme of things that's all life is is (laughs) maintaining a uh, healthy balanced nutritional diet but when you're trying to do high-intensity style workouts, whether they be cardio or um, uh, muscle conditioning, you have to feed yourself. You have to feed yourself appropriately. So it was a kick-ass workout. We wrapped that up, got back to the house. The girls are already awake. It was kind of like a couple's trip sort of thing. Um, ten thirty in the morning, cracking beers, uh, hitting the pool, going to the wineries, cooking food. It was a really kick-ass weekend. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I feel like uh, I've got a favorite wine. I think from there, I just can't. It's in my Columbia my and and Saint Michelle's would be the big names. Saint Michelle's, yeah, yeah. Saint, Saint Michelle. Uh, last summer. Maddie and I could drink a couple of bottles of uh, the St. Michelle Chardonnay a night. So I don't fuck with whites. I mean, that's how I feel about you know people, but also wine. 
I I'm a cab man through and through. What do you hey, what do you uh, drink look, with I, your I, fish? I uh, I'm an equal opportunity wine lover. I mean, typically when I'm eating fish, I'm probably like it's fried fish, so I'm drinking beer, not wine. Now, when I'm getting good fish, I'm still drinking like red wine. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't like I don't like white wine. Now, okay, I say that. Like there is good white wine where you get it, it's nice, it's crisp, it's got a good flavor. But damn, is that hard for me to find? Maddie and I had a, a cab sauv about a month ago, and on the nose, it smelled like ripe tomato vines, and that—that's hmm. weird. It was just kind of like walking into the garden, and it just wafted into your nose. It was—it was a beautiful cab sauv, and the I retail don't know, that price might have of been it. Your COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little late to the party there, pal. But uh, I mean, like effervescent beautiful crisp yeah because um, those those saint chamels um they have like a 13 or 14 dollar bottle and they have like an 18 dollar bottle so i bought both one time and that 13 dollar bottle is fucking incredible the 18 is just a hair better so i'm like 13 all day it's all good yeah what's the fucking difference at that point let's yeah. let's go ahead and say that you know um what gets pricey about varietal wine is individual states in order to generate revenue and garner um, clout within the international wine community is they restrict the laws. That's why they do it is they, they say in order to meet these parameters, they have to have these percentage of this. Yeah. Right. So uh, in, in a lot of ways, I don't disagree with the way they execute from that perspective. Uh, so St. Michelle's, they do fantastic um, old world and new world style uh, vino. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds like a great weekend. It was. It really was. We got back. It was a three and a half hour drive, and uh, Maddie immediately took the kayaks down to, to Point Defiance, went for a kayak ride, saw some seals, hung out with her sister. It was it was just a good weekend all around. Um, Wait, are you now saying we're her sister is a seal? Navy seals. Or yeah, did she or, know? Or did there, she know? Chris was Tom? there a comma? You guys, you saw were so. You guys, there were seals, and you saw her sister. Are you are you allowed to be talking creature? about this? There and there is the great question: Is she a sea creature, or is she an operator? Hmm. Kind of both. She operates on sea creatures. She's a uh, <laughs> a doctor, an, aqua- an aquatic veterinarian. <laughs> She's a seal. Correct. Seals. But she does it underwater. That's cool. Could yeah. you imagine performing surgery on a seal with like a whole like scuba mask on? No. It'd be terrible. I I guess. But you'd be I, the best. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, guys. How was your week? I don't know why that went to the absurd. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? It's our podcast. Well, Cody's week should have been good. He turned 35, and he's gearing up to go to Louisiana. Yeah, so I turned 35 on, what was that, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Thursday. Shit, Thursday. God, Thursday. I don't know. Whatever. What are the yeah, 20? you, you skipped the podcast, and that's why we're doing it on a Monday. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I turned 35 on Thursday. That was a good time. Uh kind of went out and uh just had a couple beers and some pizza the family at the house and then 
went out with the boys on Friday for a little bit. But then on Wednesday, I had an interesting like evening out at Schultz's Garden Texas Chili Parlor with uh, two guys that I went to basic training and OCS with, hadn't seen or really talked to either one of them in like 12 years. Uh, one of them, Richard Carl, had a is always an interesting guy. He was like 34 going into basic training. And so like super Those are really idiot. interesting people to talk to because they, they yeah. come from a, a very specific walk of life. And I'm it's curious very world- what George's experience was because I had a guy, his name was um, Dave Ponieri. He was 29 when we went through basic training, and he passed the Q course. He was uh, a one-time go through it, and I never heard from him one again. One-time, wow. Yeah, so yep. he might have disappeared he was he was a kind of really beefy but really kind and uh intelligent person so yeah it's totally worldly guy like he'd already traveled a ton and he's like i don't know maybe i can do some good in the army and he found out that no not really <laughs> but uh, dave uh dave war, when he was uh, graduated college he um worked in a shipyard for a summer where all he did was was clean this yacht and at the end of the uh, the summer the owner of the yacht was like, okay, well, you did what I asked you to do. So I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you to do the next part, which is we're going to sail around the world. And, and that's the whole reason they wanted to do it. So, they, you know, wow. if they wanted to break open a bottle of scotch, they throw out the anchor and, uh, chill from, you know, lack of better word in the middle of the ocean, um, port a call the whole nine yards. I, that to me, just sounds so intense and I, I I just I couldn't imagine a life where you are um trying to make it work on a on a boat <laughs> for long periods of time. So Oh yeah, I mean it's pre confined quarters, you know. But yeah, so this guy so he got out and eventually he you know, we kept up a little bit and he ran against Duncan Hunter in his San Diego spot. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Disgrace, San Diego House of Rep, Duncan Hunter. Nope. Well, he's a good Google, so he's just a complete slimeball piece of shit. I'm, s- and uh, he ran against him in that for his like House of Rep spot. He lost, but like he he fucking did it. Like he ran for office against uh, a known shitbag. So that was that's always a pretty cool thing. Now he's yeah stumbled in some uh, corporate job and just kind of like he did he's. He's really taking advantage of work from home. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, since he just said he was in Seattle that whole time we were up there. Like him and some other guys we knew went to the Diplo concert whenever that was in Seattle. Oh, I know the name. I don't know what it's about, but it's kind of like rave music or party music in know, some you've way. Never, you've never like heard a Diplo song? Why would I? I like, I like Outlaw uh, and Garage I ex- Rock. I expected maybe you'd hear a JM. I knew for a fact you'd be like, I don't know what Diplo is. I know who he is, but I figured you know, JM thinks that Diplo is a sex move. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, exactly. No, but no, that's Dick. That's Dick Flo. That's Dick type Flo. of yoga. Yeah. Um, no, I've I've heard of. I mean, I I if you said Diplo, I would have said DJ. Yeah. See, that's fair. But yeah. So, so yeah, kind of so like in the in, on the same lines of like Flume. I think he's like the new Moby. Yeah, like he's just like a seemed like a nice guy, and he just does everything. He also is a, a big fan of those Fort Lonesome suits. Like for like two years, that's all he wore. 
Jame was ta- Jame and I were talking about that. Okay, we're gonna have to get, get a picture suits. of that posted as well. I'm I'm curious now because well, I was anyhow. Yeah, so that was good. I saw those guys. That was that was that was a trip. And then uh, we took the kids their first like public swimming pool at the Georgetown Rec, and that was pretty oh, badass. They had a great time. Then. You know, you you know your emotional dad when you're like, I could almost cry because they're so happy. Like it's it's really weird. Fatherhood's a trip, man. Oh, Bill Murray wears Fort Lonesome. Every episode, I th- er, not every, every few times a week, I like think to myself how much fatherhood is a trip. But uh, yeah, it's been good. So then tomorrow, uh, I head out to New Orleans with Brittany. I'm just gonna be arm candy again. She's got to like do some presentation on Wednesday, so. We're just going to fuck around Tuesday. Then I'm going to work Wednesday while she's working. Then I have Thursday off before we catch the flight back. So we'll just uh, get into as much trouble as we can in like a little less than 72 hours. Do you ever catch your breath and you're like, my goodness, I can't believe how happy I am in the life that I live with the partner I have and how, oh, yeah. Yeah, how lucky I am. It's, it's crazy. Nah, good. she's the best. You guys got some good ones. Life's pretty fucking good. Good, good. New Orleans would be a great time. Yeah, so I'll report back. Uh, I get back on Thursday, so I don't see myself potting if I'm just getting back at 5 p.m. I won't be able we'll to. catch up the following week. I won't be able to this week either. Well, like, this is okay, the so because Monday I've got, was a good choice. Yeah, because I've got... Well, that'll be a great day for, for the uh, podcast diatribe. Yeah, because Thursday yeah. solo dolo style. This week I've got uh, we're doing engagement photos Thursday, and then I'm leaving Ooh. for Cape Cod at like four o'clock Friday morning. Oh, you guys are flying up? Fuck no, I'm driving. It's a twelve-hour drive. Why? Because Caitlin's folks own an Airbnb on Cape Cod, and we're going to Cape Cod. I think he asked why you're driving and not flying. Because it's cheaper. For because they own an Airbnb on Cape Cod. Because you just said <laughs> no. It's because it's cheaper to drive. It's significantly cheaper to drive. The only yeah. place to Dude, fly I, was, I was trying to get tickets to Memphis, and it was Even used to be prices? I could get. Um, I used to be able to get a ticket from Seattle to Memphis round trip max six fifty, and right now it's one way six hundred. So let's do this. Maps now I have seen in Texas where uh, gas prices have—I think we just went down twenty cents in a few places. So I'm gonna go six one eight Tremont Street. We're, gonna so we're getting there. East Ham, Mass. All right. So taking the toll road because I've still got dealer plates on my car, which is nice. Taking the toll road, it's eight hundred and thirty-two miles, which means I'm only gonna have to fill up twice. Um, and that's going to cost me, <clears throat> excuse that's me. That's not bad. Yeah, I'll fill up twice there and twice back because I got my brand new car, which gets great, great gas mileage. So let's say it's $5. Oh, I was thinking of taking the truck. Okay. No, let's no he's going to he's gonna bring the, the gas jizzler up there. The, the Uberu. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking the Subaru, right? So at 18, we'll say I'm filling up full tanks of gas at 18 gallons each at Five dollars a piece. Worst case scenario, that's uh, ninety dollars a tank. So one hundred eighty miles up there, one hundred eighty or one hundred eighty dollars up there. Oh, okay, yeah, back yeah, is, that makes sense. Uh, Three hundred sixty dollars. Flights round trip start at seven hundred dollars plus seventeen dollars a day parking at RDU from 
the first to the seventh, so seven days. Quick math on that says it's one hundred nineteen dollars just in parking. Okay, but have you spoke to her about proper etiquette if she has to throw up outside the window? (laughs) 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 Oh, nice. Is she she packing extra, like, burp cloths for this? Yeah. Yeah, no, we're good. So, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to. Oh, one other thing. Cody, I I think there's an important point to make here is that there's only one person or maybe two that's allowed to, you know, be a complete total asshole and, and drink themselves into oblivion and, uh, you know, paint it, the side of the truck. We're <laughs> <laughs> the only one who could puke in Jane's truck. <laughs> you didn't puke in my truck. <laughs> Thank God. It'd been a whole different story if you puked in my truck. Puking on the truck oh, is okay. I'm sure a little bit flew in. I mean, it did because it hit me in the face, but... <laughs> like. Hey, on that note, actually, I do have a good story from uh, a week and a half ago. Leaving West Seattle, uh, I'm, I'm going to catch the, the ferry from West Seattle to Vashon. From Vashon, I ride south. And from Vashon, I take the ferry into Tacoma. I, uh, I Is this the story? Hydrated. This is that story. <laughs> I, uh, I went to the restroom. I, I had a number two. Successful delivery. Uh, I was hydrated. I was properly fed, and I had all the nutrients I could ever want, full water bottles, and a clean kit to ride my bike back down from my brother's house. And let's just go ahead and point out how fucking cool it is to be like, okay, man, I'm going to ride 30 miles and go stay overnight at my brother's house to go drink beer. Yeah, that's badass. It's fucking cool, man. I love telling people that's one of the things that uh, I enjoy doing. From my brother's house, it's two and a half miles to the ferry, and it's all downhill. So there's no work involved. I get on the ferry. It's my first ride of the day. Pull my britches down to go take a pee and spray poo all over myself. Okay, but question. Was there enough velocity in the backblast to get the back walls? Let me put it to you this God, way. I, I uh, reached down to clean up whatever mess because I was in the compression shorts, the, the bib. Did it all just go straight down into your uh, tighties? Buddy, like I, 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 uh, because it's all Lycra, I just pulled the front down to, to whip it out and use the urinal. So oh, I contained all so of the liquid poop. There was no backblast because it all just went down your legs. No, it was it was all compressed into the shorts. It stayed in the shorts. It stayed in the chamois. Oh, so you had like poop in your pubes. Like it just God, it's 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 even worse than that. I um, I reached down to clean up the volume with the paper towels, and when I reached my hand up, my hand was covered in liquid. <laughs> I sat down to to finish whatever I had to finish, and when I when I when I when I stood back up, the seat, the side of the seat, everything was bathed in in liquid. But um, you had to like dry up and then ride the remainder from the ferry to your house. There's just like or a bunch of Maddie? like other like oh I I immediately called Maddie. I was like I, I was need so a ride. I can't ride like this. Yeah, <laughs> and so she was like, "Okay, I'm getting the car." But that's what you want, like a little fucking truck, so you can just I will, I will throw it in the back of it. I will drive to you. Uh, I will be right there. And I got off the ferry, and 
I needed something to do. And I think this will both resonate with you that when something bad happens, you just need to do something. So I got on my bike and I kept fucking riding until, uh, you know, I, in, until Maddie was like five minutes away. And when I sat down and I was just like considering the life that I live and the choices that I've made in the poo that I've been sitting in for three and a half fucking hours. Beat what that, a life by live. Oh god. What's that? Beat that, JM. What do you got? Uh other than Caitlin trying to kill me today, not a whole lot. So I nothing's going on at work. It's like two thirty, three o'clock. Everybody's left. And I was like, fuck it, I'll go home. Try to beat the rainstorm. But I tried to time it so I'd anyway, I get home and Caitlin's out. Uh, dragging one of the arenas. I say hi to her really quick, come in, change, get my run clothes, go downtown. Um, looks like it's going to rain. I'm like, oh, this would be great. I haven't run in the rain in a while, and it is just stupid hot. Like, not hot. It's maybe 87 degrees, but it's 90%. Humid, probably. It's 90% yeah. humidity. And I'm not a sweater. Like, I don't sweat. I don't. I, I do, but not... Probably not, not like, profusely. Yeah, not probably not like you two. Like if y'all came up here and you were running in the rain, I know how bad Cody sweats. Um, uh, God, I overheat. I'm the same way. Yeah, and I just like I do get sweaty, but I don't get drenched. But a mile into this, I was my headband was already seeping through, and I was like, God, I hope this rain comes, and it does. And like three and a half miles in, the rain starts pouring down, and it just felt great. So I'm loving life. And I only say to that because I didn't think it would have mattered. And then I was replaying every, the events that happened following me. And I go, I wonder if this didn't have anything to do with it too. So I get home and take off the shoes and take off the socks. Leave them outside. And I walk in the house. And I go to get everything ready to hop in the shower. And on the bed I see this like... I see a battery pack. It's all it, all I see is a battery. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I could tell at first. It's like it's just a battery pack with this thing of plastic underneath, right? So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I say hi to Caitlin, give her a kiss, talk a little bit about dinner and all this. I'm trying to get ready for my shower. And I go in the bedroom again where this battery pack is just laid out across the bed. And I'm <laughs> like I take my shirt off. And I'm standing there looking at this thing, and because we're because we're dumb guys, right? Just if no other reason, like just because we're dumb dudes, I'm looking at this. Got, got to touch it. And I'm like, I gotta f- what is this doing here? Like, I've got to touch it. I have. It's obviously safe. It's spread out across the bed. <laughs> why is this battery? Why is this battery pack just sprawled out across? That is a fair point. I was like, it's fair fucking point. <laughs> It's like somebody obviously laid this here and it wasn't me. What the fuck? So I'm looking at it and I go, hey, Caitlin. And now, like, so as I'm as I'm asking her this question, my hand is going out to touch the thing. So it's like a horror movie, right? Like imagine a great suspenseful horror movie where they're doing the, the cut scene where it's like me asking and then it shoots to my hand. 
reaching and out to touch this her thing. If the garbage disposal still works. Yeah, and then <laughs> it pans over to Caitlin, right? So as all this is happening, my hand's going out to touch it, and I touch the outside of it, and I, like, it feels, it feels very, um, like those fake plastic rollout, uh, like the camping cutting boards that you use or something like that, right? So I'm asking her, I'm like, hey, Caitlin, what is this thing? And it turns out it's a pet training device that has wires running through it. So when the pet's paws make contact with it, it shocks them. And the reason it's on the bed is because the dogs were wet and were jumping on the bed and she didn't want them jumping on the bed. And so it turns out just because something's laid out across your bed does not mean it's safe. And my beautiful, loving fiance did not have time to answer because I didn't get time to finish my question. When she it clicked in her head what I was doing, she couldn't get no out quick enough before I went, ah! And it went... Sounds like that's your problem. It went all the way through my hand, all the way to my foot. It went through my right hand to my left foot, which was numb for about five minutes all this was going on and she just came in hysterically laughing asking if I touched it and I was like I'm a dude of course I touched it like what the f- you had yeah. to what choice did you have I didn't I just like logically it went through my head of what is this doing on the bed why is this why why is this like, I need to move this, but let me ask what it, and then I shocked the living shit out of myself. It's only got like four, it's only got four double A's in it. Whatever. Mm. It fucking hurts. Yeah. <laughs> we had those uh, back in the cat days, like the little fuckers were like, we kicked them out of the room because we'd want them sleeping like in our bed, like on our heads and shit. And so they would try to like move their paws under the door and like fuck with it and like just try to open the door. And so eventually, you're like, well, I don't know, like, oh, this is really annoying. What do we do? But he's like, oh, I'll get a shock pad. And yeah, that thing came in the mail. How many times did you step on that? I mean, I definitely touched it. I had, I mean, I knew what it was. I still grabbed it, just <laughs> to know what it felt like. It so sucks, that, right? So, I mean, if it that tells you who I am as a person, <laughs> terrible. Like, it's like, hey, this is going to suck. I wonder how much. <laughs> That that that's who I am as a person. So yeah. All right. Well, just just could not leave it alone, huh? Wait, him or me? I mean, I was trying to figure out like what a, it was doing on the bed. Cody. Oh yeah, dude. It's like a it's like a toddler and his penis. Like you try telling my son not to touch his wiener when I change his diaper. He can't help himself. It's there. He's gonna flick it. You try telling somebody not to put the shock collar around themselves. Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like. Aaron, you try giving someone a half-filled water bottle and tell them not to play nailed in the face. Oh, dude, nailed Fair in the enough. face is the best game ever. We are playing that at Fair the bachelor enough. party. That's we're, all we're doing at your bachelor party. We're, we're, playing the <laughs> we're playing nailed in the face. Okay. Uh, we got through the but good news. Because, we're, because you're getting married and we have to attend it, I think we have to invoke a safety goggles rule. Yeah, we'll see. Black eyes... Don't save lives. Yeah. That was eyes. Don't even try it. I said eyes. Yeah. I realize, realize, realize. Yeah. 
or right, whatever so stoners should say. Should we go into our official ranting now? Yeah, I think so. We're 35 minutes into it. We can at least do an hour of ranting or 45 minutes of ra- ranting or whatever we want to do until we're, sat- we're sated. And I'm sure uh, this rant will be all over the place, and that's okay. This is the space to do it. What were you going to say, I don't know. I'm I'm ready to get into it, I guess. Damn, Jim, you, you, you deleted my notes, you piece of shit. Uh, those were notes from last week. I know, but I put them in for this week so I could... Eat, so I, could <sighs> I don't know, man. I, like, I went in there and nobody told me notes were in there. Hold okay, on a second. I found them. Hold on a I second. I found it. I was going to say, I could probably control Z everything since I made the edit. Hey, look, it's right there. Oh, thank God. I made the edit so I could control Z it. I take back what I said about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Wednesday, I'm, I'm 23 June. No, Thursday, 24 June. The Supreme Court finds Roe v. Wade unconstitutional or they overturn the ruling, correct? Thursday, 24 That's June. correct. Friday. But yeah. Friday, 24 June. 25, See? 26, 27. Uh, Friday, Friday the 24th. I just know it's the 24th. Friday the 24th yeah. of June, Roe v. Wade. And is so this is the role. This is the ruling that when did the when did the uh, brief get leaked? No. Was that end of May yeah. or beginning of this month? Yeah, uh, end of May. It was two months ago. What was it? Two months ago? My God. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, the briefing got the brief. I'm sorry, got leaked months ago. So I mean, everyone. It, it wasn't a shock of if it was always a matter of when that it was going to be released and be official. Uh, and, yeah, uh, right. And they even did the investigation to figure out who leaked it and all that. Did they ever do an investigation? Because not. Yeah, I don't they found that, a resolution. They found, a, they found that it was one of the like clerks or something like crap like that. Oh shit! I didn't even. That, I mean, I'm not going to say it didn't make the news because it's like an idiot. I will say I did not see that in the news and call it that. That's interesting. No, that'd be uh, that'd be another hero of the states that doesn't get recognized, kind of like your Snowden and the civil liberties and right to privacy thing. Anyway, uh, kind of moving Snowden's on. Kind of a bitch. Uh, I don't mind being wrong. Uh, I'm not look man um, but let's not if he was in if I was if if it was me and Snowden in downtown Detroit and I needed five dollars I know I could beat him up for five (laughs) dollars okay right (laughs) but also like I know that a lot of people can beat me up but I know that Snowden, he's just ready for a pummeling. You know, like I look at that guy and I'm like, man, I don't want to hit anybody, but that dude, I want to hit that he's dude. Just I'm kidding. You, he's got a face that you could hit. It, yeah, it's like something out of Step Brothers. I just, I want to punch you. Snowden, like Bergdahl, are both very punchable. Bergdahl, for sure, but Bergdahl's more complicated. And that whole story well, is a rabbit there. hole, which is super interesting. Yeah. Another episode. I can't wait, but more to the point. So, uh, the clerk leaked, um, the draft opinion out, um, two months ago 
and here we are uh living living in uh the new version of America not sh- yeah just not sure is what it? the I'm not really sure what to make of this and the the direction that the country could possibly go in from here. Um, so, what the what all uh, Roe v. Wade? Here, is I'll, now I tell you what. I, I'll, I'll do this. I, I'll go ahead and and I'll lead this one out real quick. And and hear me out. Something that I find super fascinating is how smart the GOP has been in swaying public opinion in the last ten years. The GOP has been the most organized political ideological force that we have. Would you say they're a well-organized militia? Buddy, I I hope you're doing your research there, um, and I hope you're looking into it, because I I do not see January 6th as being well-organized militia. I, I see that as an insurrection period. But more to the point, uh, the GOP was able to organize movements following the Obamacare uh, to um, get and maintain hegemony over major political institutions um, like the legislative branch and also now the judicial branch uh, as under the former president, Donald Trump. And unfortunately... I just I've not seen uh, the Democrat Party um, be able to put together a comprehensive plan to combat this. So I, I think it's interesting reading or listening to all of the hearings with uh, Amy uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say honorable, right? Uh, and the honorable. Uh, Kavanaugh. Oh, I Bert. think it's interesting. Old Bert. Beer. Beer. <laughs> that knucklehead. Um, what, what I think is amazing is that all of them said the same thing at different times during their confirmation hearings. And here we are in a post Roe v. Wade uh, life. So it's super scary and it's super weird. Um, it's, I don't know. Uh, what's your read JM? Um, I have I'm typing out stuff so I don't forget it. Cause I was, you were making points that were like clicking stuff in my head. Cause I wanted to be very, uh, I guess direct. Maybe you want to be organized, word, but like, Deliberate, not deliberate. I just wanted to be very exact with what my issues are. So, aside from the Christian nationalism, which seems to run our government for some reason, um, you have three major cases decided in the past we're recording this on the 27th of June. So you have three major Supreme court rulings in the last seven days. So you have a second amendment ruling, which referenced 
1850, 1860s London, right? Somehow. Uh, because London has the Second Amendment. Um, you have... Uh, Roe, which has only stood since 1973, so just under 50 years, right? Um, and then today, on the 27th of June, you have the court ruling um, in favor that um, uh, public schools can participate in, or taxpayer, sorry, tax, was it taxpayer money can go towards public prayer in schools? Is that what it was? Um, I want to make sure I'm reading this right. I want to make sure I'm reading this right. Supreme Court rules for former I want to make sure I'm reading this right. But anyways, you have three major things. And me being a devout Christian, um, when I say Christian nationalism, I want people who are Christian to understand I'm not shitting on the Christian church. I am very much shitting on Christian nationalism and people who believe that you can't be a good American if you're not a good Christian. Um, because those are two different things. The decision lowers the bar between church and state, an opinion that will allow more religious expression in public space, spaces. That's fine. That's fine. I just don't think that this is going to go the way it wants it to go. But going back to Roe, because that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, I think that this is going to have consequences unforeseen. Um... We all know that the GOP is not a fan of expanding health care when it comes to government-subsidized or taxpayer-subsidized health care. Uh, I think that's pretty well-known, right? I don't think I'm making any generalizations there, right? Repeal Obamacare was like a hardline stance for the Republicans for how many years? Well, I don't think that's an unfair statement to make. Um... With the overturning of Roe, 26 states are certain or likely to ban abortion. 13 states already have trigger bans in a place. Texas is one of them. Missouri is one of them. Missouri. Louisiana. Louisiana is one of them, but Missouri is one of my favorite. Um, Texas, of course, has a trigger ban because it's Texas. Uh, Texas still allows for abortion in the case of... Um, the mother's life being put at risk. If it's a medical necessity, you can at least still get an abortion. In Missouri, um, the abortion ban goes so far as to not even allow it in cases of rape or incest. So, can I? I'll tell you a, a, an oddly personal story. Is a a friend of mine was born uh, an acquaintance rather has a daughter, and the daughter was born without a missing chamber in the heart and had privately told me knowing now uh, what with what I know now abortion could have been on the table when my daughter was born 
because of the stress that was placed upon that person um, being born with three chambers as opposed to four. Which I think is really interesting. You know, the rare heart defects or in the cases of like being able to detect that there's there's children that the esophagus isn't attached to the stomach and they call those babies tubies and you're like, okay, if I know that this is going to happen, then well, I choose to abort this because of the complication well, to the we'll child. Get, I think we'll get into all that. Um, my initial thoughts on this is that the Supreme Court just, which is... It is appointed by persons of certain political alignments. However, the Supreme Court is supposed to be... Apolitical. Apolitical, right? They're just supposed to make decisions. Uh, But the Supreme Court has made a ruling which is in line with a more conservative stance. Um, And just want to go back to the fact that the conservative stance in America is less handouts when it comes to health care and education. When I say handouts, I mean subsidized health care, expanding Medicaid. We're talking about legislatures, right? Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of, if you're on welfare, you should be drug tested um, kind of rhetoric. Um, so lots of, lots of things are contributing to this uh, with certain states having trigger bans with absolute clear bans with partial bans um you're going to introduce a lot of women children slash families into a system with inadequate medicare inadequate WIC, inadequate snap inadequate uh, maternity leave um inadequate family leave inadequate child care um and I think what you're going to see from now, let's let's pretend that everything stays as it is, right? Roe is overturned. Um, no lawsuits are are found viable. Um, the states that have trigger warn or trigger bans, and the collective states that have the bans, the 26 collective states right now are the only 26. The other 24 do nothing about it. Um, let's say it's kind of in that way. I think in four years, um, <laughs> I think in four years you're going to see uh, the percentage of Medicare recipients has at least gone. The percentage of Medicare recipients of SNAP applications, of WIC applications, of um, Pre-K a lot, applications. A lot of welfare. A lot of welfare programs are going to be exponentially, um, exponentially risen or exponentially greater, and it's going to be a direct result of this. Um, I think the amount of women in battered women shelters is going to go up. I think single mother suicide rates are going to go up. Um, I completely in line with the fact that single mother murders will go up or expecting mother murders will go up Um, suicide goes up yeah so short answer aaron um that's where i'm at initially there are points that i would like to bring up 
as we get into it, uh, Cody's initial thoughts on this. That's on to you, buddy. Well, I just want to say it's good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, range the first time in six weeks in Texas and powers out. So just to go show you, we can't keep the lights on in this state. What are we going to do with all these kids when they're born? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and I did want to get back to the one thing. Don't let me forget. The one thing I do want to touch on, Aaron, is you talked about medical complications of the child. Um, and I did want to touch on that, but after initial thoughts. Yeah, so it's all bad. Um, out of the three of us, uh, I am I'm a father, and you know I'm married to a mother, and um, we made that decision. That's something we decide to do as a family. Like uh, it was a family plan to do it. And what the Roe v. Wade really does is take complete agency away from women. They have no. Once you say they have no say in their destiny and destiny's tied in and very much tied into when you become a mother or have a child for that matter. And now that's gone. So you're saying, "Mm, no, uh, you had birth control and you were in a condom, but you're pregnant and you have to fucking deal with it. And you're 16 and you have to do it. And Oh yeah, we're not going to give a shit when it's born and that's it. Um, some girl in college, she, you know, gets drunk doesn't realize there's no condom boom she's pregnant that girl now either has her life delayed or completely altered and she'll have no say in that um i mean it goes all the scenarios go on and on because end of the day you know a lot of people go like well there's no exceptions for for rape and says this and that you know what none of that matters they should have a fucking choice in the there should be a choice in the matter. Those exceptions, all those exist out is a canary in the coal mine to know if whoever's presenting the idea is reasonable or not. Glad we all, so, I'm glad we read the same article on that. We did. <laughs> I was like, damn, I never thought about the way that makes so much fucking sense. Really why good. they focus on that because they're trying to assess wherever this is coming from. Are they reasonable or not? I was like, okay, I get it now. Because my mindset's always been like, no, fuck that. It shouldn't ma- like, fuck those exceptions. It should just be allowed, period. Like, allowed. Like, it doesn't need to be exceptions for these cases. Allowed. What and is the whole argument that life and the pursuit of happiness comes in? It's the life. It, so well, the and pursuit of, and pursuit of happiness declaration, not constitution. So you are not you are not owed. So the circular the circular argument there semantics. I know the circular argument there is that, um, the baby you killed could have cured cancer, right? Like that's the hold on a second. Uh, or that baby could have gave you cancer. I mean, it goes it goes fucking both ways. Yeah. Uh, so this is. I don't know who here. Have I brought this to the pod for the book Freakonomics? Yeah. Uh, I've already talked about the whole crime dropping in the 90s you had did, less to do with the glass, uh, broken glass. Yep. Policies more like to do the fact that there just wasn't children being born to people who didn't know how to raise them. Yeah, you didn't like season as one. Many. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, that's there's and JM touched on most goddamn all the points i would make on just the sheer um 
short-sightedness of this. There's no consideration for any of the primary, secondary, or tertiary effects of, like, is America ready for a baby boom? <laughs> well, that's what's going to happen, right? <laughs> it's going to be a baby boom, and then it's going to be... And then it's going to be how they're all drains in society and how well, it's morality just, is still... It's morality not, is running rampant. It's not and that be, all be these women are drained. taking up resources because they're not closing their legs and yada, yada, That's yada. It you it's, know? Gonna be, it's going to be a reversion back to the... A reversion back to the 40s, 50s, 60s where all these whorish women brought this upon themselves... And yeah, if they're already talking that way. Yeah, if they had just been lived their life in a more with more morality, um, then abortion wouldn't need to be a choice. Um, so morality is the issue. It is. It is. That's what they're going a, to say. It is in Christian. That's what they are saying. It is, in Christian is a pretty ex- existential, philosophical fucking question, man. And it, and it knows no end. You can talk yourself sick listening to um somebody that's well versed in a uh, marxist theory you can listen to yourself sick listening to the uh the mind versus body philosophical questions as well this one i'm talking about is more from a purely pragmatic stance What's but, economically but, feasible? But this what, what's economically uh, um, sure? But this decision wasn't made on a purely. Th- there is a Christian nationalist backing to these decisions. Yeah. So all, all the all the justices that were put in under Trump came from. Oh God! Oh, there's a no, list. No, no. no I'm not even. I'm not even talking about the Supreme Court justices. I don't. Oh, okay. Well, I'm talking about that too. I'm talking yeah, about. I, I'm talking about twenty six. I'm talking about twenty six states that have, that have trigger bans in place or are like ninety percent certain to, ban abortion right. of some sport of some sort. And when you listen to the rhetoric, in these states by these legislators who are passing these bans, it's because. I'm like I guarantee you go look at the platform they ran on and it's I'm a good Christian. I'm a good yeah. Christian. And then four, eight, twelve, sixteen, eighteen years later when they're passing legislation, they're passing legislation based upon their cr- good Christian values and the good Christian um and the good Christian whatever you call it, their uh fucking um the asshats who vote them in. What the fuck? Constituents. Yeah, and so, like, this decision gets... Even this week, GOAT leads into... Uh, like, the law... I mean, the, the Supreme Court case was about a fucking coach praying on the sidelines. And oh, yeah, I now it that. Opi- now it o- and now it opens up the gate, like, in the slippery slope for... Oh, yeah, you can lead your classroom in prayer. You can lead... Your your players in prayer, and it's like, you know, in in our, in the texture was like, listen, I honestly don't give a shit about this guy praying on the sideline, but I understand like what is going to be interpreted as is now they have the right to take your you know your public schools and say, hey, we're going to start today for prayer. Uh, no, that which, got that got decided last. Uh, that got decided like ten or fifteen days ago. That tax that 
tax money, public tax money can fund saw that too religion in school. So it just seems like this court, everyone's like, you know, the the Ted Cruz is, it's always Ted Cruz because fuck that guy. And it's always him. It just is always him. You know, he'll sit there and say like, oh, we've got to get, you know, we can't uh, we can't allow these extremist judges, these part, these partisan judges. I'm like, what do you think these guys are doing? Who's this serving? Who's this for? Like, there's absolute agendas at play here. And right now it seems that there is no stop to it. The Democrats have the House and the White House and almost a majority in the Senate. And it doesn't fucking matter. Like the R's are taking W's like across the fucking board. Uh, the the court stacked in their favor. They have a six three essentially. Every yeah, they have this. Yeah, uh, it's a six three. Sometimes it's a five four, but there there you have three to four of them. Yeah, four for sure that are lockstep with each other now. The three new ones, Thomas, who noticed last week, uh, he went. He mentioned that they should be looking at, oh, God, keep me honest there. He mentioned essentially uh, homosexual marriage. He married, he mentioned. And it's all 14th Amendment protected. Yeah, everything. But the one thing he didn't touch on was the president set for interracial marriage. I mean, come on, man. It's because he's got himself a white woman. <laughs> it's like if you're going to go for every aspect that was established our right to privacy, got to go for them all. Even the ones that hurt you, because that, I mean, aren't those your principles as a conservative? I think that's important to realize, too, is that Roe v. Wade is not, a, it, it was a right to privacy act. It had nothing, it it protected abortion, but it was a right to privacy law. Yeah, and so all the, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's just women, they can't be whores anymore. So they, it's like, all right, well, once the right to privacy is completely overturned and some of those, like, sodomy law cases are gone... I can start calling the cops when you're getting a blowjob or when you're doing butt stuff because that was part of the fucking deal. Sodomy is not just considered man-on-man butt stuff. It's butt stuff. So Does HIPAA apply to this? So if, I mean, no, HIPAA is purely about your medical records. Yeah, but it's privacy. Right, but uh, I'm saying we can lose HIPAA. Well, what I'm or saying is protect people because HIPAA would not protect you. No, because Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade is no, no, no. Roe v. Wade is about the privacy that happens between a woman and her doctor inside the confines of a medical establishment, right? Sure, yeah, that's mostly it. Yeah. So, does HIPAA fall under this? Is this a Fourteenth Amendment protected act? Lawyers smarter than us would know. We, <laughs> I'm not sure. Can we go, I'm not sure if HIPAA. Can we go after would, HIPAA and start pulling everybody's abortion records and figuring? Yeah, out but how do you go against the Supreme Court? And that's another. Well, that's another. Apparently, very right now fear. you just you just say, "Hey, Jesus would have wanted babies alive," and they go, "Oh, got it, six to three, overturned." Yeah, and so you also. We're now having this uh, this abortion ban, and you have in states, and you have the possibilities, and you know, clamoring for in some of these states, laws in place that will punish you for going out of state or possibly out of country to receive an abortion. And you know what? There's apparatuses to fucking track and mark all that. We live in the information age. They can pinpoint your little fucking, 
your transactions on Venmo. They can pinpoint, you know, uh, your check-ins on Google, all sorts of crazy shit to try to find evidence that you sought an abortion in another state. And they'll use it. They'll, they, they sure as shit wouldn't allow a national database on guns, but I bet you they have a national database on abortions. Uh, actually, I was just looking this up. In uh, 2019, the CDC started abortion surveillance. Um, basically, 49 reported 49 reporting areas. Um, re- and it doesn't say what 49 reporting areas are, but in 2019, they have abortion surveillance. Yeah, so there's already apparatuses out there to track these things down and feed information back to the state <laughs> whatever state you're ex- trying to evade them this their is, surveillance this is so. ridiculous yeah so 92.7 percent of abortions performed between 2000 and 2019 uh were performed at less than 13 weeks gestation um here's some cra- and that's here's com- some awesome numbers that makes really sense because you know what like these We've already said on this pod, the six-week ban is horseshit. Most people don't know they're fucking pregnant at six weeks. So 92% of all abortions happen in the first nine weeks, 43% uh, before the first six weeks, 36 at eight weeks, and 13% at nine weeks or less. So there's your 92%. 7% of all abortions happen between 13 and 17 weeks for anybody who understands how the trimesters work i believe most states are calling viability can i ask you guys a quick question i'll just uh butt my head in here real quick it's your show raise your hand if you've been to a walk for life relay i have have you guys the fuck's that that's a that's a a pro-life movement the walk for life yeah they used to make they used to make us do that in school we do like walk for life, and people would donate nickels for every lap we walked or whatever we did. Right. That, was, that sounds familiar. I know I didn't do it because like my parents weren't doing shit like that. Like, uh, do we have to do something? No, yeah. we're not doing that. Fair enough. That was nice. I mean, my parents could have been more involved with school and stuff like that, but I'm glad I was not involved with that. Yeah, I, I grew up um, rather conservative um in a christian church so i i always find it weird to look at the the legislative judicial apparatus that comes from the top down and then the whole blurb about the uh uh, you know separation of church and state and again this this is where i find it interesting that the country has been manipulated into a place where we can slash all of these civil liberties. Because um, they just boil it down to like the dumbest point of view possible and tell you that's the so, truth. Like the, the Republicans will tell you like they want late-term abortions. Like you know what? If you late-term abortions occur for people who medically need yeah, it, it accounted for nine times. It's nine accounted times for less, fucking ten. It's accounted for less than one percent of the abortions overall in like the last no, ten or fifteen. What about years. rape and incest? Because That's incest seems like, like a negligent, pretty low one. Like negligent. Now that is a that is a left wing talking point. Um, that that is like an actual liberal talking point. Um, that they use against states like Missouri, who have just straight outlawed it, even in case of rape or incest. Because um, they're trying to paint them as barbaric for not even but allowing that it. that is such a negligible number. <laughs> like, 
and so it can be used against them like hey like that, that re- like greg abbott said like oh, okay don't worry about that we're going to stop rape in texas like oh like with mind crimes we're just going to know what a th- someone's thinking about a rape yeah um and then tom cruise show up shows up and it's minority report exactly you got to have the precogs yeah so it's just it's some just disgustingly low amount of number that accounts for um, abortions performed because yeah, of rape and, and incest. Like it, it's one of those. It's yeah, it's a gr- it's a great talking point, but uh, it's just honestly, it's not the case. Is it? Is it a monetary thing? Is that why we're slashing this? And who wins? No, it's, it can't who be monetary. The, who, are, who are the clear winners right now? It absolutely can't be monetary because uh, this is about so to cost you know who, the U.S. You know who's taxpayers the throughout the Pro- fucking, out the nose. <laughs> who does? The, wi- the winners are proponents of replacement theory because they believe that now there'll be more white babies. We've heard little inklings of this shit coming out. Uh, Cody, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm being serious, yeah, no, too. We, I'm we not are. kidding. What, who are the clear winners in the, in the Christian, Christian proponents Christian nationalist? Of- Replacement theory. Christian nationalist. Christian nationalist. Christian white nationalist. And yes, there are there are Hispanic and black people amongst that, but the vast majority of these people think that there's going to be more white babies. Yeah, one of my this. favorite uh, commentaries is is when and like, go the folks like uh, and Gary Chambers or uh, Inmel, in, in Manuel Acco, the NFL uh, commentator, when they yeah. they take shots at um, Clarence Thomas. Uh, the Honorable Clarence Thomas, and they were like, he, he's just trading his uh, his background f- f- for for a seat at the table. He's a token guy. I believe he's actually the slob on my knobable, Justice Thomas. That's for my that's for my boys in Three Six Mafia. Love it. Uh, not a good fucking week, guys. Let's run down some numbers real quick because I love numbers. Numbers don't lie. So in two thousand four, one in two thousand, do your own research. Uh, twelve hundred and nine post-abortive women from nine different abortion clinics across the country were surveyed. Um, of them, nine hundred and fifty-seven. So, uh, quick math: three quarters of them said they provided a main reason for it. Less than point five percent of 957 were victims of rape. 3% fetal health, 4% physical health, 4% would interfere with education, 7% not mature enough, 8% don't want to be a single mother, 19% done having children, 23% can't afford a baby, 25% not ready for a child, and 6% other. Let's move on to some other ones. These are really fun. The state of Florida records a reason for every abortion that occurs within its borders each year. What? You have to... Where? How did this fly? Where does this fly in the face of already decided Roe v. that says this is a privacy law? But you... Whatever the case. I don't know how the fuck they got around that one. In 2020, there were uh, 74,868 abortions in Florida. 0.01% pregnancy resulted from an incestuous relationship. It's Florida. I actually thought that would be a little bit higher. 0.15. But I would bet 99% of those were in northern Florida, closer to Alabama. Yeah, it was in the panhandle. 
point fifteen, point one five, the woman was raped. Point two zero, the woman's life was endangered by pregnancy. Point nine eight, there was a serious fetal abnormality. Now, this is just one state. One point four eight, women's physical health was threatened by the pregnancy. One point eight eight, women's psychological health. Uh, Twenty point four, the woman aborted for social or economic reasons. They were poor and not white. And then 74.9%, it was elective. Um, I'm guessing that 74.9% is actually some of those other reasons. They just didn't want to write it. But um, yeah. Who, I think, I, I don't think Florida's representative, but at 74,868 numbers, I think statistically that would be pretty. I think it would have. It's a, it's a good. It's a good. It's an incredible uh, sample. sample. It's an population. incredible sa- sample population that's in line with six hundred and high six hundred thousand abortions that performed in two thousand nineteen across the United States, um, and I would be surprised if those percentages changed by much more than like ten to twenty percent. Any of that's pretty generous. Um, I, man, Caitlin and I were talking about kids, having kids and doing all this stuff. And we're 30, I'm 36, she's 35. But if we were pregnant today, both of us would be 37 and 36, right? We'd be a year older. The nice thing is you're at an age where your likelihood for twins just increased, buddy. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. And she asked me what we'd do if we had twins, and I said, pick your favorite one. Um, but there was, the, like, the real-life conversation came up, and then we're talking about her job because she rides and competes horses for a living. And she goes, is that okay with you? I was like, well, it kind of is, right, until you fall off a horse. And once you fall off a horse, I would ask that you don't do it anymore. But as much as it hurts, like it's still your choice. And that's like it, it during that conversation, the words your choice came out and it just finally, like, honestly, it finally clicked for me that, yes, I have like I have something in this fight, you know, um, because some of the medicines she gives horses will like if they they cause like a 50 percent abortion rate if it touches her skin and it's absorbed into her skin. Oh, God damn. Yeah, there's, like, stuff that she can't even be around here on the farm because it, it'll cause uh, miscarriage. Um, And all this, as we're talking about it, because we're very honest and we're talking about stuff and about her career and my career and how do we do this, and I found myself a lot of times saying, it's your choice. And then, like, realizing what it meant to not be that super overbearing man saying, well, that's my child and you will not do this. Because I'm not the one carrying it, right? And and yeah. I have to be okay with, if I'm going to be this vocal about... Can she wear gloves? <laughs> it's not about that, you know, but, like, even riding a horse, that's... You're jostling. Yeah, why is she just sit, Why is she... Riding a cowboy instead and saving the horse. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I yeah, had sorry. some levity to this. 
No, that's all right. She's, uh, it's, is it's, she not riding you enough? Is that something we need to bring up at the wedding? Yeah, it is definitely, definitely I'll, not bring it I'll up. Work, on the podcast. I'll work that into the vows. Uh, it, it'd be like um, <laughs> it'd be like that seed from uh, "I Love You, Man." Give it back. Oh, yeah. Wink. Give it. Just give it back. Wink. That's a good yeah. drop in. <laughs> yeah. No, and those are important questions to have. I mean, Brittany and I were on the fence of kids. I think I I wanted them. Like, part of me is like, I can't fulfill a legacy or like a caveman aspect of my brain without doing it and i want to do this with you because honestly before britney i don't think i wanted to have fucking kids but then it was like okay i, I have to I wanted propagate kids these genes years. i wanted kids 10 years ago and i like i still want kids don't get me wrong i still want kids but 10 years ago was like i want kids now it's a very methodical like Okay, I want kids, but I really got to think this out and like make sure that everything's in line. So Mike Judge was on the Joe Rogan podcast last week, and they talked like forty-five minutes about idiocracy, and so they went into like that whole scene uh, at the beginning of the movie where it's like Bubba and Betty Joe just fucking like rabbits every generation, and those people are still like, "Well, I I saved the eggs, <laughs> I saved them. Someone's got to use them." And, yeah, you don't want to run into that issue. Yeah. It's like, well, the economy. We just can't have a baby in this economy. Nah. You just got to... Eventually, you just got to fucking... Oh, God, what's Robert L. Key scene? Like, you know, rodeos, like, driving a car and throwing the steering wheel out. Yep. Same approach. Same approach to kids. You just throw the steering wheel out. Just fucking do it. Hold on. Hold on tight. But that's me peer pressuring you guys to become dads. Sorry. Well, the... The whole one thing of was, us, yeah. one of us. The the whole the whole point. But the of that dangers was, of just well, pregnancy, especially late in life, and now if her options are being taken away from, like what can well, be done? Luckily, if North Carolina things go sideways. North Carolina is like one of the good states who'd said that. So no. far, they also have a trans ban that that almost cost them the NBA finals or whatever the fuck happened. Yeah. Um, NCAA finals. Yeah. Yeah, but it's. It's weird to, when I hear myself saying, like, ultimately, it's your choice. It's hard giving away power of something that could potentially be my child, but understanding that, like, I have to, like, I have to let that be her decision. I would hope not that really. she... Not anymore. You walk in there, you tell their patriarchy's Can back. I ask you guys a question? What's patriarchy's how back. Many, how, many, how many women have you talked to? about abortion and what is the feedback that you get i can't i can't it's been a long time since i've talked to a girl or woman who did not feel my body my choice i know Uh, other no no what was the sentiment that you got when they said this is the decision that i came to oh like have I talked to them about getting an abortion with me? Yeah, no, where they said, oh, no, no, what I mean that. is like when they tell their story for one reason or another, whether it be like it wasn't the right time okay, um, okay. I for, do know, for my spouse and I, or maybe it was. I, I know someone and they will not be named, but they had one at one point and now mm-hmm. they have beautiful children and love it. And they, they've communicated to me like, that was the best decision for me. I like that's what that's what had to happen at that time. I couldn't have been the mom I am to these children, like who's great, caring, loving, nurturing. 
I couldn't be this mom 10 years ago. Yeah. I know someone who had one and it was because she had had a child at a very young age. Um, and the person she was with was not a good person. Um, and she knew that she wasn't financially there. She wasn't emotionally there. She wasn't like mentally there. And the, her current partner was abusive and it was not a good situation. Her then? Her then or the current? Where she was at when she had the abortion. Heard. Yeah. Um, that's the only person I know. But one, because I don't ask. Because I don't I don't care. It's not my business. I and that's care. not me saying they need to. That's not me saying keep it to yourselves at all. Yeah. But like it's, 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 I don't I, care. It is it's becoming like another, another version cool. of like cool. uncomfortable conversations with a black man. But it's uncomfortable conversations with cisgender white males. Yeah. I've definitely. Okay. And there's another. <laughs> there's one more occurrence I can think of where. Like a bunch of people are here at this current house I live in now, hanging out on the back porch, drinking, or you know, on the, the you know, out in the back drinking, and then uh, one of my friends, like girlfriends, like, well, how many of you guys had? And then like they started like she rattled off numbers, I'm like, oh shit, that's crazy, but all right, yeah, that's fine, like, do what you gotta do, <laughs> but like you know, you're like, oh wow, we're just talking about this out loud, and we're we're good. I think with it's it. like it's it. But that's fine. There, like, there's a that, portion that to it where I recognize where, you know, 20 years ago, in in the conservative mind that I I was as brought up in, or, or or rather the Christian based ideological value that takes into consideration life first. I I, I can recognize where it comes from where we we have to say no to this this notion or this idea and i i remember hearing my mother and i was very young and she goes so and so had an abortion i begged her not to um i would have adopted the baby something or another and i love that idea but in I'd some like, cases, fuck you, mom. What about me? I'm not trying to compete with nobody else's for no one else's attention. Man, my mom loves me so much. I, I like I can obviously do wrong, but my mom has so much heart in her that it's it's just not in her DNA to just write people off. Period. It's, it's great it's, that it's, she actually would adopt because so many people say, "What about adopption?" and have no intent to ever adopt. So. Right, that's and, that, and that, that's, that's until you, but and that's until you meet somebody that works in like social services on the health side, and you. I don't. I, I'm not directly exposed to it, in in my history. Uh, with 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 people that have those professions, however, when you start to peel back those layers, it, it's not as simple as just like taking somebody's baby when they're done being pregnant and they have um, a higher education degree like a master's or 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 what have you and they're just like oh I just I don't want a baby and I'm against abortion but I wasn't going to abort so I'm just going to put my baby that uh, has two academics for parents and I'm going to put it up for abortion and we're both in really great shape and uh, our lives are perfectly fine. We just uh, didn't want to commit an abortion. It's, it's like such a weird notion. You're like, no, that's that's not necessarily the case. The idea of like Brittany and I have talked about it a bunch. We never talked about having an abortion. We, you know, 
we wanted to have kids. You guys but, went straight to the cream pie. But um, you know, we've <laughs> we've 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 talked about adoption and like like just how fucking hard that has to be for the mom who's been talked into adoption by some crazy pregnancy resource groups like no like so you're carrying the baby full term and then once it's out they hand it to you because i'm pretty it's not sure that's fucking juno down. man and then <laughs> all of a sudden fucking juno no like i'm telling you right now like people like there's women who go through all the way through an option like they still are like are given the child a hold and they're like oh fuck no like how am I, we just have never understood how one can go through with an adoption. It just sounds so gut-wrenching. Like, they always talk like, well, you'll have these regrets about an abortion. I think people have way more. This is just my fucking opinion as a white dude. I think more people have regrets giving up their children for adoption than they do abortion because they just did nine months of the whole fucking process of making a human in them. And then now that human, yeah, is yeah, go ahead and hit else. me up on Instagram in twenty years when you figure us figure out who I am. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I personally believe that it'd be so much harder to do an adoption than it would be an abortion. Uh, dude, come at heavy, me in the heavy on the doom and gloom this last weekend. <laughs> like, I, I just, you, you know, the original like draft that got leaked. I was like, there's no way that anybody oh, in their was, minds would say that legit. this. This was cool. So, uh, you know, congratulations uh, to to the Supreme Court justices and the and the Americans that made all of this happen. I'm I'm a little I'm a lot angry and I'm a lot disappointed with the with the way this is all played out. Um, and and what we're talking about is what everybody's talking about. You know, we haven't even considered the portion where there's um, six out of nine justices that decided the fate of uh, more than half of our pop or for the population of the United States. It's I think it's insane, disgusting, and I quite frankly I think it's un-American that it happened this way. So those are my I have some less than eloquent eloquent uh final thought on it well i hope i have some heinous words for everybody who had a hand in this and i hope all of their daughters become pregnant out of wedlock at a young and fertile age i had a lot more uh hateful things to say over the weekend you know what i said i hope they riot and burn it the fuck down no no i don't want anybody to riot. i don't like do the do the protest, do your thing out front. Um, I just hope that all of your daughters, or young sisters, or aunts, or nieces, or some female next to you is put in a situation that you created, and you have to look them into the eye and explain why you took their options away from them. Yeah. And I hope the person that you're looking in the eye voted the same way you did. So they realize the situation they put themselves in and the situation that you put them in. 
I hope they enabled all of this because I would feel bad if it was somebody who cared about other people that was put in this situation. I truly hope, I truly hope that the person that is put in this situation feels the same way you do and that you have to look them into the eye and tell them, don't go get an abortion because this is what we agreed on when we took that stance. And then you report them for murder when they cross state lines. Mm. I think Cody's power went out again. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, let's do socials. Uh, Drunk Weekend Review at gmail.com, pretty little loggers at gmail.com, DWIR podcast on Twitter at Drunk Weekend Review on Instagram, Facebook.com slash Drunk Weekend Review. Uh, long episode. Jeez, you won't have an episode for the next two weeks unless Aaron and Cody do one uh, the week of 4th of July. Unless y'all do one, because um, I'll still be out of state uh, on our normal recording. I'll be gone from the 1st of July. I'll be back home on the 8th of July so unless we figure out something there maybe if we record on like the 10th or something like that we do another Sunday night episode or something like that but uh yeah thanks for I don't know thanks for leading us off Aaron thanks for starting the conversation hard week man uh I'll leave it at that uh, I live in a good state. Aaron lives in a good state. If you need to get away and go camping, you could probably get in touch with one of us. <laughs> we could. We probably have a couch with several camping spots in our state that would adequately suit you if you needed it. Uh, absolutely. And I would never tell anybody that you came camping in North Carolina. And I don't think Aaron would tell anybody that you went camping in Washington. Yeah, why would you ever go camping in Washington State? Yeah. Um, I even have an extra truck if you want to drive yourself to go camp. I've got an extra car. I'll drop you off. Yeah, and you can go camp, and you don't even have to take pictures or put it on your Instagram or tell anybody about it, and we'll pick you up and drop you off at the airport. Hashtag van life has taken on a new meeting for me. Yep. All right. Truly sorry. Good night, and we love you.